So I got my so my dad was at the game yesterday. Yeah, that's wild to me. Um, no, I mean he does this all the time. I know that's wild to me. So <laughs> at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game when everybody's getting hurt because that game like lost all its juice early. I just texted him a forty four. Why is everyone getting hurt? He just responds, they're trying too hard. And then the Tyree kill injury happens. And what do you think he texted me? It's all your fault. You jinxed it. Ding, 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 ding. Your text jinxed the Dolphins. And then he texted me this morning. Two of the Dolphins defense broke my heart last night. What are we? You broke my heart. Was this the Fair Italian enough. night? Anyway, uh, the unsportsmanlike penalty is hurt too. I thought I was watching the University of Miami and not an NFL team. But yeah, I, I, I thought you'd enjoy the fact that my dad texted me. And it was like, see? <laughs> now, I don't want to I don't want to argue with him. But I feel like what I could do is just text him back. I'm like, I'm not the one that flew down, down, down to Miami to go watch him on the night football mm-hmm. game. Like, who's that on? I was just watching it at home. You, maybe you flying down there is the reason why they lost. Ever thought of that? Yeah. Took my cousin Ralphie. Maybe, maybe because Ralphie went. You never know. You never know. Anyway. It's so Ozzy. It's so woozy. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that white balance change. <laughs> my goodness. Good stuff. All right. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Eford Studios downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. A lot of 2024 problems. Like, you know, it's mid-December. That sounds like a January problem to me. Don't keep putting off your print and management cost problems, though. It's a very, very sneaky eater of budgets. So head on over to copiers-plus.com and get your print management assessment today. I forgot I was a doubleheader last night, Monday Night Football. Uh, I was hyped to watch the Dolphins and the and the Titans until the injuries started to happen and all the air went out of the room. And then I went to bed when the Dolphins were up 15. I was like, all right, in the bag. We're good, right? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? And I was sleepy. I wasn't going to watch the end of the Giants and Packers, which apparently was a prophecy foretold by coming to America. Anyway, with the way, they, the way that that game ended. Uh, so you want to start with the Dolphins being who I thought they were? Or do you want to start with the real star last night, Tommy DeVito's agent? <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's let's start with Cousin Nunzio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, it's funny. I sent you a thread from CJ Zero and you're like, oh, I forgot. You're not on. You're not really spending time on Twitter anymore. So I'm, I'm putting this up on YouTube and you see at the beginning of the game, Tommy DeVito hoodie up. And I'm like, this is an act. There's no way. There is no way that this guy is real. They're doing the whole Italian four fingers chef kiss thing. You know, he's going by Tommy Cutlets now. Tommy's clearly in on the bit. But no, I was wrong. That's a real man. That is that is actually his agent. His name is Sean Stiletto. I believe that. Yeah, Sean St- Stiletto. I, I mean, I don't know. It's that, that I, the guy is actually going into the Chicago Italian American Sports Hall of Fame this week. This is this this is the real deal, man. And I saw this. Uh, I'm watching this happen, and he's with the family, and they're kissing each other on the cheeks. It's looking straight out of a movie, man. Yeah. The only thing I'm disappointed about from the pregame 
was he didn't have the horn chain in the pregame. I noticed it during the game and he either somebody gave it to him during the game. Yeah. Because they said to your point, Hey, cool. You're, you're dressed up like he's got the somebody right suit. He's got the hat on. He's got the, he's got the mock turtle. You're, you're dressed up like somebody from Hoboken. Cool. <laughs> but you got to have the horn, man. No horn. Do you have one? No. Did you have one at one point? In no, time? everybody you never had the horn. I mean, a lot of my friends and kids I grew up with. Yes. <laughs> Tom Pellegrino had the horn. See, because Cubans, Cubans had a little, they, the Cubans rocked the gold chain. I mean, there's a reason why they're called Cuban links for heaven's yeah. sake. So you got the gold chain. Just kissing the dad. You got the, like, you got the cross. This? And typically Cubans have like, they don't have the horn. They have the little, um, they, it's a little black pearl for like good luck. It's got like re- re- religious meaning and things like that. But yes. And they're doing the four finger thing. And he's going by Tommy Cutlets and all that stuff. I'm watching this all unfold. And my first thought was, because everybody's making the Italian jokes. Like, I know you had a few. Like, clearly, Tommy DeVito's agent looks like a guy who dot, dot, dot. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, he knows where you can get a good slice. Yep. He knows the super secret restaurant that's got the good gravy. The Sunday dinner, all that stuff. Definitely ran his own book in high school. Oh, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent chance. But here was my initial thought when I'm, I'm watching the whole family get together and the you know, New York Italian-American pride. My first thought was, oh. That guy's moving to Cary. That guy's moving to Morrisville. That guy's moving to Apex. He's Holly Springs. And he's going to talk to people because, you know, look, the first rule of being from New York when you live here is you talk about New York. You always like, well, you know, back in New York, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to go to the grocery store. You know, back in New York, I just go to the bodega. Oh, you know, back in New York. And I'm telling you, he would get here and within 48 hours, he'd be complaining to you about where can I get good takeout? There's no good takeout here. Where's the water? It's the water. It's got to be the water. Where's the bagel place? And we're like, we could tell them, like, go to Oakwood Pizza Box. Go to Oakwood Pizza Box. And I bet you they'd still complain because that's what New Yorkers who move here do. Can I tell you that um, I've never been as disappointed? You know, on Twitter, sometimes you feel like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tweet yeah. something, man. This is a really good tweet. People are going to love this. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm getting going on all of my Tommy DeVito agent <laughs> tweets. And I was like, finally, I was like, Tommy DeVito's agent 100% has a guy who's got a guy. Of course. And like, crickets and then i'm like scrolling through my timeline scrolling Mm -hmm. through my timeline and of course barstool i think it was like 10 minutes earlier had the same tweet of course of course it had like fifteen thousand likes and i'm like wait a second how did you beat me to this (laughs) because there was like this instant visceral reaction if you were from north jersey when you saw Mm -hmm. and i can't believe he's from chicago i haven't been this disappointed in another italian (laughs) since i learned sebastian maniscalco is from Chicago and his dad's from Chicago. But I'm looking at this guy going, man, I went to, I went to St. Catharines, yeah. uh, CYO basketball. I played against your agent a bunch of times. Come on, man. And then I was like, he, he definitely has been to the strip club and suffered because New York is full nudity, by the way. Oh, New Jersey's it? not. Oh. So you, you don't go to the strip club. You don't go to the bottom big. I'm not that's, going to the bottom big. I thought the whole point was to go to the bottom no, big, man. No, you don't. You go to New York. That's the whole point. Oh. I had them all going last night. And I'm like, then I, you know, and then, and then here's the thing. Tommy DeVito first game, he had negative yards passing. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here going this poor guy, poor Tommy, because he's poor Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Three games in a row. And then last night, the place was obviously buzzing for him. Mm-hmm. And New Jersey loves their own. Of course, 
because you said New York, but actually New, know, New, Jersey, New Jersey, and, New Jersey. And they love their own props to uh, Joe Buck last night talking about, hey, we're in New Jersey. And then he was like showing pictures. He's like, now they're over there in the city because mm-hmm. they're the, in the pregame sky shots and all that. Oh. He goes, but we're in Jersey. And he's talking about Tommy Cutlets and. Of course, he airmailed a couple early passes, and I'm going. This guy is like, a, uh, this is a fugazi, but he's played. He has sparked them. He's given them a little bit of life. Uh, you know what he really does? He gets rid of the ball quickly. He does. He's decisive. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, it, it was a watchable football game. I felt bad uh, for the Packers, who seemingly had found something the last few weeks. That's how it goes in the NFL. I I, I did not watch a second of the Dolphins game, and I saw the Tariq injury that they broke into the updates and I'm going, they, boy, they're really reaching um, to giving us updates of this crap game. Well, and, I mean, they're, they're trying, they're just trying to do the, the whole double header thing and get people, you know, to the ESPN's put, the ESPN Disney put a lot of money into doing these double headers yes. and um, the ESPN's just trying to take uh, their viewership back. And there's, there's all sorts of business reasons they're doing what they're doing. And I don't mind the double headers, but the Tyree kill injury, was significant because it does paint how you talk about the Dolphins the rest of the season. I think last night in primetime for the Dolphins was on display what I've been trying to say about the Dolphins and a lot of other people have been trying to say about the Dolphins as it relates to Tyreek Hill, which we can table that for a second because I wanted to get back to Tommy DeVito and New York, New Jersey and things like that. I can't pull up the tweets, but like back on November 28th when the DeVito mania was really getting going, he was in, he's from Wayne, New Jersey. And no, was, he's not. I thought he was from Wayne, New Jersey. No. He played at uh, he played at Tom Bosco, which is in Ramsey. But okay, the, the dirty little secret about Tommy is he's actually not like that. His family looks like classic oh, North so, Jersey. So basically, he's like every other Italian in the modern era, where it's kind of like Miami Cubans. Like you didn't grow up in Hialeah, right? You didn't grow up in the South Santa. You didn't do any of that stuff. Let's, your family's from there, and you're co-oping it. I, I would trust his Syracuse bio to give me the actual. Yeah, I thought he was from Wayne. He's, from. he's uh, not. Okay, well, Wayne is the town next to mine. So Wayne, he's from Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Okay, so the reason why I brought up Wayne is that apparently he showed up at a Primo Hoagies in, in Wayne, Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah, Wayne is where there's the other malls are. I got you. The Passaic County malls are. And there was a line going around the strip mall, yeah. and people were having their white tees signed and all this other stuff. I mean, just peak Italian stuff. So I started to have flashbacks to, well, there's a couple things that, that are coming from this that make, make it interesting to me. This is Linsanity repeated. Yep. Whereas Linsanity with the Knicks was very much about, you know, New York, New York. This is bringing in the whole tri-state area business. And he's won three in a row. Nobody's out here talking about how he's the next Brock Purdy yet. But it's going to happen because it's New York and people lose their freaking minds in New York when the football team shows any sign of life, especially the last couple of years between the Giants and the Jets. But if he wins again... I have a I have a sneaky suspicion of what my guy Aaron Rodgers is going to do next. You know what he's going to do, right? And I'll take the fine. I don't care. Here's the fine jar. Here's the fine. I'll, I'll put some money in the fine jar if I have to. Because remember, Aaron was supposed to be the chosen one. He was going to bring balance to the football force in New York. He was going to run New York. This is my town. But no, Tommy DeVito from New Jersey is now the son of New York. He is the guy. And I think he's going to show up to Pat McAfee's show looking like what's his face from the Sopranos. White tee with Christopher the, Montesanti. He's going to be, look, he's going to have the suspenders, the track pants with 
the tank, the white tank on. I put it up or on Jackie the YouTube. April Jr. Yeah, look, I put it on. I put, put it on the YouTube. And I photoshopped it. I put it on Threads. That's what uh, Aaron Rodgers no, that's, is. That's so what Aaron Rodgers is going to look like <laughs> when he shows up on McAfee Show next week if Tommy DeVito keeps winning. That's what's going to happen right now. I hope you're ready. If you if you thought Tommy DeVito mania was crazy last night, it's only going to get crazier from here if they continue to win. All right, back to the Dolphins. And well, the Dolphins, I'm going to tell you when the Dolphins were toast and it wasn't last night. Yeah. It's when Jalen Phillips got hurt. That's when I said, because I actually do think their defense with Phillips was good enough. Their defense saved them last night after Tua Tugavaloa had a bad exchange uh, with a replacement center, by the way, because again, they, they got hit with a lot of injuries last yeah. night. And you can, you can sustain that. And it looked like they were going to find a way to win, which is one of the big knocks for the Dolphins. But you saw where things went off the rails the minute Tyreek Hill went out with an apparent knee injury. And I'm sure by now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you listen to any national sports talk radio, they've been playing the clip nonstop where Tyreek Hill got a text from his wife at halftime. He's like, yeah, my knee's like in pain. She's like, you get your ass back out there and you play, which is what he did in the third quarter. And it looked like they were putting things to bed. The Dolphins had an historic loss last night with 15 points. And there's also a wrinkle to against a not not great good team, a not great Tennessee Titans team, a middling Tennessee I mean, Titans not team. the Panthers. No, I mean, who is at this point, which, by the way, it is pretty ridiculous in a year where Joe Flacco could lead the Browns to the playoffs, where Tommy DeVito has become a phenomenon, where Jake Browning has the Bengals in some sort of contention that the, the Panthers offense continues to be terrible. Now, the biggest issue that I had last night wasn't about Tyreek Hill, who I think has solidified more conversation about his MVP status. If you're not going to give it to Dak Prescott, if you're if you're looking for somebody else to change the conversation, Tyreek Hill is that guy to give the MVP to, or Christian McCaffrey to a certain extent with what's going on with the San Francisco 49ers. I didn't like Tua's attitude after the game. After the game, I'm paraphrasing here, but Tua Tungavailoa talked about how, look, man, nobody's perfect. It's just one game. I get it. There's a level of cope that as an athlete, you have to tell yourself and keep it moving, man, after, I don't want to call it a catastrophic loss because they're comfortable in the mm. AFC East. But do you want to go to Baltimore? You as a well-oiled machine, the Miami Dolphins in their offense, do you want to be cold? Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer to that is no. And you got to keep pace with the Ravens, which is what last night was about. And obviously that did not happen with a 15 point uh, deficit overcome. Not sure you want to hear this, but I think there are only two teams who can win the AFC at this point. And they are the Ravens. Okay. Obviously. Oh, there's the bills. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You're, you're trusting the wide variance that is I'm just, the Josh Allen bills. I'm just saying, you know, the big deal with the bills has been Gabe Davis. Mm -hmm. They finally, the, when they just rely on one receiver, they struggle. Sure. And when he starts spinning that thing around and, mm -hmm. and moving it around. They do a lot. And when he runs, mm -hmm. that's when they have their chances. The he, Dolphins, but you also have to be healthy. They're not healthy. Like, <laughs> no, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like, we we downplay this stuff, but it's like the 49ers are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Right. Based on last but, night's results. But what do we know about the 49ers? What keeps they, you from getting behind the Niners? Right. The The 49ers should have won the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. They did it <laughs> because you have to be healthy. You, it doesn't go based on this isn't a power ranking. Yeah, this isn't the eye test. You have to be on the field and win the games. 
I think, okay. Because I look at the Niners and I'm going, this is the perfect marriage of all of the different offensive weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the play caller in in Shanahan, the defense is not as dominant as they want, they think they are. Because mm-hmm. that's not what, you know, that's not what football in 2023 is anymore. But the defense is very good. Yeah. Like they're, they're the best, they're the best, most complete team in the NFL. They were last year but they had to play an NFC championship game with a fourth string quarterback and they didn't win. There you go. Got to have guys on the field. Kansas city was lucky as shit to win the super bowl last mm-hmm. year. Lucky as shit. They shouldn't have, but they did. That's how football works. That's football, man. Andy Reid was probably owed a super bowl for all of the things that he's done in his yeah. career. So he got another one. Yeah. He got a bonus. Yeah. That's how it works. Sometimes Mike Krzyzewski 2010. Why does he have that title? Why doesn't he have one in 99? I don't know. It was owed to you. That's right. Why. The, the sports gods have a funny way of doing it. So that. I think I think they I think they owe the Niners one. We'll see. We'll see. It all it all is uh dependent on health. When we talk about the Carolina Panthers, which we're not going to do a lot of today, <laughs> uh, it's brought to you by Graffiti. Check them out in downtown Cary. Uh we are going to in March, uh, we're 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 going to get behind this. In March we're going to do a brackets and bourbon event. We'll have some more details on that when we get into the new year. Uh, but in the meantime, head on over to downtown Cary. Lots of stuff to do. They've opened up a new park. They got the Christmas stuff up. And Graffiti's got an excellent, excellent bourbon collection. And it's break-even night. It's Tuesday. It's a break-even night out in Cary. So go check out Graffiti. One quick Panthers note. Chris Tabor, the interim head coach, did say that they are not considering sitting Bryce Young. Fine. I can see the argument both ways. And it ultimately comes down to what do you want out of the rest of your year? If you want out of the rest of a year to try to win a football game, well, then you're probably going to put Andy Dalton in just to give you a different look to see if that would work. But if your concern is reps development, then yes, I can understand why you don't want to waver, which was the big keyword from yesterday's press conferences. You don't want to waver in that belief with Bryce Young. So I get the sentiment coming out of Bank of America Stadium. Now, I don't. You don't have a draft pick to play for. Yeah. I mean... There's a tweet that was deleted by Thomas Brown's wife that was basically uh, basically about what do you want us to do? Like we've been fired. We're only here because some they didn't get rid of us today. They somebody yeah. has to close out yeah, pretty the much. year. Yeah. Like, and I kind of feel that way about all the Panthers. What do you want us to do? And at some point there has to be some personal pride. And at some point you have to answer to the other 52 people on the roster. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young's not good enough to win football games right now. That doesn't mean you don't. That doesn't mean you say, okay, we'll throw our hands up up, and we'll try to develop them. But when you fired his coach and you fired the person that he was working with in McCown. Yeah, what are you doing here? What are you really doing? Yeah. So just I, giving him reps at this point. For what, though? For next you're not, year. You're not helping him. For next year. Is my point. And it, if you look at those other 52 guys, it's not like you're playing for the number one. You're not tanking for the number one draft pick because you don't have it. Yeah. So I, I would prefer that they play Dalton and try to win some games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're doing. So... Yeah. And I'm not blaming Chris Tabor either. He's just I, I was no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring Chris Tabor either. There's there's two other threads uh to go on here related to the NFL before we move on. I'm, I'm wa- excited that we're actually talking about good NFL teams. I wanted to I, I did you you brought up the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you know they've got clear issues. And I think yeah. it's related to why Patrick Mahomes reacted the way that he reacted to Kadarius Tony's offsides call he did apologize yesterday Patrick Mahomes did apologize yesterday for the one thing I thought was 
out of pocket. The complaining about the officials after the game or any read talking about how they never call this kind of stuff. I got no problems with that because they're right. These are the types of things that you just don't realize in the NFL and how they don't call everything. And there's a little bit of a push and pull between the officials and the players. And it's on Tony to ask the officials, hey, man, like, am I lined up right? Of course, Which when they you- showed the video. And I've seen more stills and stuff like that. I do wonder if the official could even tell, given how Tony was literally like right over the line. Anyway, he, and I said this yesterday. The only thing I was kind of like, dude, was when he shook hands with Josh Allen. And he's like, wildest, wildest call ever, man. Like, I can't believe this. Like, man, Josh Allen doesn't want to hear that, number one. Number two, do, do you, as a player, when you just won a game that you freaking needed, Wanted to hear from the blessed child that has won a couple of Super Bowls with breaks to go their way. You don't want to hear that. You absolutely don't want to hear that. So I do give props to Patrick Mahomes for saying, hey, man, look, a little out of turn when I was saying all that stuff to Josh Allen, which then gets to the other thread, Josh Allen in particular. I guess this is something that I had to think about yesterday. I did a little soul searching yesterday. You did. Because you, you, you. You called me out yesterday with like, how do you love Cam Newton and you have no time for Josh Allen? And I thought that you have no time for me. Like you like openly hate Josh Allen. Here's, I think this is the reason why after doing a little bit of soul searching, it's not that I hate Josh Allen. What I hate is the energy that is brought for one player and not for another. Okay. So on their best days, Cam Newton is better than Josh Allen. Can we agree on that? That Cam Newton at his peak is better than Josh Allen at his peak. Because we've seen the variances for both. And pre-TJ Watt injury and all that stuff and the rotator cuff and everything. We're talking MVP season. Josh Allen yeah. will never put a season together like that I with the group around oh, him. Oh, well. Never. No, oh, not not that year. That, well, that was a and one th- in a million. And, and throw that damn the Josh, and Josh, the, 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 Cam, the Cam Newton year. MVP year was a one in a million given the cast on him and the way that he galvanized yes. that team specifically about him with his energy and, and, throw and all out, of the plays that he made for that team. And throw out the pandemic season for Josh Allen because pandemic rules that you like to bring up all sure. the time. That was rigged for big numbers for just about everybody. So let's just right. throw that out. All right. Uh, the only the only thing that gives me pause is the is the Kansas City game, the playoff game. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Cam play at that level in one specific game now that's the only thing that gives me pause but to your point that you're talking about a whole season i'm talking about a whole season yeah and that's and the I very think, and that's and i don't think josh has that and when you look at the first five years of each player they're, they're kind of one for one in terms <laughs> of turnover but the one thing that josh allen has that's worse than cam Newton, when you look for all the very comparable things is fumbles mm-hmm. josh allen fumbles that damn ball like crazy. Although he's been better about it this year. I think he only has four lost fumbles so far this season, if I looked at the stats correctly. But it's about energy. Josh Allen has a particular hold on people because he plays for a team that has been around for a really, really long time and has a fan base that's struggling. Like people want Buffalo. Like there's like a weird like push and pull with Buffalo about having them have nice things because Buffalo has been hit with a bunch yeah. of terribleness when it comes yes. to sports misery. And in that 26, and, I'm, and maybe it's because I was very, very close to that 2015, 2016 season. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the 2016 season for the Carolina Panthers. 
And at no point did anybody ever believe in the Panthers. They were waiting for the shoe to drop. They're the worst 15 and one team ever. They're the worst 11 and 0 team ever. They're the worst that. They're the worst this. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like all they kept doing was smoking people. Because you like to point this out about teams. You can give me the bad schedule all day. Yeah. What what's point differential? Mm-hmm. Go back and look at the Panthers season for point differential up until they got to the Super Bowl. When they got to the uh, the playoffs, it was they're gonna get exposed. They're gonna get exposed. They didn't get exposed. They hammered the Cardinals in right. the NFC championship game. Right. Hammered them. Okay. So let's remember that. Let's not retcon that season. People never believed in the Panthers. They were always waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I felt like the only time they believed in them was the Super Bowl. Was the Super Bowl. And And of course, you saw what happened, right? Whereas with the Bills, there's always this like... Yeah, but... Yeah, but there's this excuse. Yeah, well, you know, I understand that it was a really bad loss, but you know... You, you know, everybody's looking like people just pumping them up, pumping up their tires like, oh, no, it's OK. It's OK. You're going to see. You're actually going to say, no, Josh Allen, come, come back completely. So there's a little bit of like, y'all, what is it about Josh Allen that you love that you don't with Cam? Now, I know what the simple answer might be. I know what the simple answer might be. But let's get beyond that. And I think it has to do with Bill's fandom rides hard, man. Rides really hard. Whereas the Panthers fandom is a casual well, thing. You gotta, you it's gotta, a casual thing. You got to remember too, the Bills are just the Panthers, yes. in terms of the te- the actual template, the actual template, and, yes. the, and the front office personnel, yes. and, and yes. Sean McDermott being a former Ron Rivera assistant. Like they they specifically drafted Josh Allen to be mm-hmm. Cam Newton mm-hmm. in the same type of offense that they ran. They wanted to run. Ron Rivera wanted to run in Carolina. So yeah. that's the part of it. I think that that rankles you too is that he gets more credit for being something that really. <laughs> Had already happened once. Radio scars run deep, man. They do. They run deep. That's all. Housekeeping. Have you filled out the survey yet? Head on over to OGTriangleMedia.com. Fill out the survey so we have a better idea of how 2024 can better suit you. A little bit of housekeeping. Next week, we're going to only do... So let's do a meeting. You want to have a meeting right now? Yeah. All right. Let's have a meeting right now. Let me look at the calendar. Because you don't even know what day it is. I don't. It's the 12th. 12-12. Mm, oh, yeah, it is the 12th. I got the wrong date in the stream yard today. Anyway, <laughs> get mad at me. I thought it was the 13th. <laughs> Regardless. So next week, we are going to do three shows. We're going OG, OG, OG rules. OG, OG rules. Summer rules. Monday, Monday Wednesday, Thursday next week? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. And then what are the days next week? Thursday, we're, we'll do it live. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So three shows next week. One of those days, we're going to work on our OG year in review. Okay. Which yeah, anybody pop- can anybody can podcast on a Monday, so it won't be Monday. We'll do that on Tuesday. Okay. And we will release the OG year in review on December 26th. 2 6. Okay. On Thursday of next week. Yeah, man. That was released on Christmas, Joe. Who's listening to podcasts on Christmas? You never know, Joe. You never know. It's like, <laughs> man, I'm sick of this family. <laughs> I'm going on a walk. No, we can release it on Christmas, though. It'll be like a little Christmas miracle. You really want to release it on Christmas? Yes. All right. Think I mean, about it. I, wa- I want you to get stands of this thing because you're you're right now in radio mode of, well, we don't, we're going to do this in December. Oh, it's the sweeps are over. Blah, the book is closed. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, man. What would be better than waking up <laughs> on Christmas and putting the YouTube stream on your TV while you open uh, gifts? What could be better than that? Okay. Name one thing. So you want me to publish the OG you're in view like at six o'clock in the morning yes. on Monday? Yes. All right. Early. 
I'll bright do, and early. I'll do that. Can we get Santa in here too? Do we do we have a con- I'll dress up like Santa if you want? Do we have a well you also want to do a New Year's uh countdown, which will at 7 p at 7 p. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so here's what we- all right. So I'll do that. Yeah. I'll, I will do that. Yes. I will do that. Win. Do we want to give away something to people if they actually have like the Christmas tree yeah. and the gifts and in the background you see us on YouTube. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have a new um OG flag hoodie. Okay. That I'm willing to, to give away to give away to the maybe some some butcher's market gift cards. Maybe I have a few over, too. Yeah, we, we got some butcher's market right, gift we'll, cards. Too. We'll we'll do something. Well, all right. I'm with you. I got that. we got two more tumblers too from, oh, from do Matt we? Davis. All right. All yeah. right. All right. Well, we can do that. We can do that. We'll give away three. How about three prizes Christmas Day? All right, I I love this meeting. Good ag- meeting. Agree, agree. All right. Speaking of shirts, go to OG Triangle. Go to regular three shows this week. Uh, we're doing a full week of work this week. I mean, it's already Tuesday. We're doing a show. Oh, okay. Do you not want to do one tomorrow? I uh, know. I'm, I I I'm, I'm in work mode, so I mean, I have nothing planned we for could, tomorrow. Why don't we work on our best of the New Year's tomorrow? How about that? And then we'll do a show Thursday. Okay. There's nothing going on, dude. That's fine. Like even Carolina basketball is like off. Oh, they're right? not. They're not playing until the 16th. We're in exams. We're in exam mode. I'm going to the Duke Hofstra game tonight. Are just, you? Just to pick up my credential. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I'm going to go to the game because I can oh, go to say a- hi to Kyle. I will. Yeah, I will. Go to breakingtcom slash OG to buy your OG merch. Um, I had my hoodie on, but you were... You weren't happy with the white balance. Hang on, vamp. Okay, I'll vamp right now. So it's funny. I was at uh, I was at hockey practice last night. I was wearing the ice caps version of the hoodie uh, that I had on yesterday's show. Look at that thing. It's so beautiful, so beautiful. That's the Skyhawks version of the podcast in white. It's on camera. You're good. And I had I had one dad be like, "Huh, you're wearing a hoodie with your name on it." I'm like, "I'm a walking billboard, baby." Always be repping. Always be advertising the podcast. That's what I got to do. Yeah, you, you tell that person. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> stop hating on know, my money. You know, speaking of which, one of the more amusing things, I went to uh, Kelly's company's Christmas party nice. this past weekend. And it was at the pavilion over at Angus Barn. And one of the also guys, nice. one of the guys who was working the bar came up to me and he goes, hey, man, miss you on the buzz. <laughs> Yeah, I looked at him funny. <laughs> I was like, the bus? The time man, machine. Man, you are old school. You are old school, my dude. You are an OG OG, aren't you? He goes, yeah, yeah. But then I said to him, I'm like, well, you know, that's what the podcast is for. And he looked at me, he's like, podcast? Like his eyes lit up. Podcast? Like, yeah, just look up our last names. You'll find it. So the struggle to advertise is real. The youths love a podcast. They do. Well, this is an older gentleman. That's what I'm saying. The youths the love youths a podcast. Get it. The youths get it. The older people... We're still on an educational run. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out. Locations across the Triangle. Locations across North Carolina. You're running around. You're getting Christmas gifts. You're getting ready for holiday parties. You need the caffeine while you fuel. You fuel yourself up while you're fueling up your vehicle. Go in. Get that coffee. It's fantastic. I hit. I think I hit the mecca of Breeze Throughs yesterday on my way back from the chiropractor. Yeah. The one on High House. Oh, Yes. Buddy. I told you about that one. <laughs> I've hit that one. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think Adam's been holding out on us. <laughs> hey, you guys can go to the Trinity Road 
uh, uh, the town of Cary probably wouldn't let us no, do it they from there not. anyway. They would not. But man, that is one sweet breeze through. That is good stuff. Also, big thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out. MyHTR.com. Buy, sell. They got the mortgage calculator. And more importantly, uh, when it comes to matters of new construction, was it 60%? More than 60%. Mixed, of the more business. than 60%. Unbelievable. I wasn't even thinking about the incentives. Of course, there are incentives. You can't just pick up a phone and be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a new uh gonna get into a new house all by my own. I'm gonna follow this billboard. No, is sir. That, is that what people sound like when that's they're what, buying a house? That, that's when they're buying a house. When they're buying yeah, a house. Yeah, so it's, right. it's myhtr.com. You'll figure it out. Get yourself uh hooked up with that new construction, get yourself some of those incentive from the the builders. So these are the smart things to do, especially this time mm-hmm. of the year. It's myhtr.com. And big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. You're taking that house to closing. Use Whitaker and Hamer, wh.lawyer. You've got yourself a traffic violation like Jillio's had several of this year in 2023. I feel like there's an OG. I feel like there's an OG year in review for your traffic, <laughs> traffic violations. <laughs> Maybe we should get Josh on to talk about that. Uh, so head on over to wh.lawyer. And be on the lookout. We might have that tech mobile tournament coming up Sad. in January or February. Yeah, speaking of meetings, Josh wants to meet at Shady's. So we'll do that. All right, let's do that. I'm, I'm down for that. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Ah, I got the email yesterday from UNC. Who's in the bowl game and who's not in the bowl game? We knew about Tez Walker, uh, wide receiver, is going to start going to the, he's going to go to the senior bowl. And then there it was. There will be no Drake Mayo Bowl for the Tar Heels. Drake May, we knew he was going to go pro. The question was whether or not he was going to participate in the bowl game. He is not going to participate in the bowl game. Again, not surprised because that's just the nature of it. But I can feel disappointed, can I not? I can feel disappointed that Drake May is not participating in the bowl game, right? You you can. Okay. Um, Drake May has already given up a lot of money for UNC. He has. So I don't blame him. I I wouldn't have blamed him if he wanted to play. Here's the one from yesterday that I'm really more interested in. Yeah. As, as I continue with my, if you're not a first round pick, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman is not playing in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, he's opting out of the Sun Bowl for Notre Dame. Yeah. Sam Hartman, sir, it, handsome, very, very handsome. But if you were good enough to play in the NFL, you would have been in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman, sir, this may be the last chance you have to start a football game. Mm-hmm. And you're not playing. I, I don't get it. I, just, I, don't, I don't get it. So what are we doing with the Bulls then? You and I have many ideas. One of our better ones, play the Bulls in August. Yeah, play the Bulls in August. Kickoff classics, jamborees. Yep. Let's do that sort of thing. That's the way to go about it. What's up next? What's up next? So as I was watching Monday Night Football last night, Scott Van Pelt does the halftime <laughs> on ESPN. And Van Pelt's like, Breaking news in college football. I was like, oh, okay. They must be mentioning the Drake May thing. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a tease for the SEC football schedule release schedule. for 2024. And they highlighted big games for Texas and Oklahoma versus SEC opponents like Alabama and whatnot. And Luke DeCock, News and Observer, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. You and I had the same thought, my dude. We saw that Van Pelt tease for the SEC football schedule. And I went... Man, if it wasn't, or if you don't know what time it is in Bristol when it comes to conferences, last night was like in crystal clear HD. 
buddy, ACC, we don't care about you. We are here on our big time NFL property promoting the SEC, not y'all. That was pretty stark last night, man. Not just promoting the SEC, promoting a schedule announcement that's still two days away. Like, <laughs> I haven't been able to eat. I haven't been able to sleep. I haven't been able to, 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 to drink. I can't do anything until I know when Mississippi plays Mississippi State. My life is on hold. So I, I broke out the seven-year-old ACC network tee today for you guys. Uh, I want to, you know, a freebie from football's past. No, I, got I, forgot, I forgot to put on the black armband because the network is dead. The game is up. It's over. You know, SEC won. It, no, it was you weren't the only person who texted me. And I literally tweeted that before I went and looked at my texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so stunning. I had someone text me this morning with the clip from Animal House, like uh, Muhammad, Jug Dip, uh, whatever you know, as he's leading the guy, the. Uh, which one is it? Fl- not flounder, Pinto. Pinto, through, yeah. Through the uh, to the undesirables at at that. Uh, I can't even remember any of my references. Anyway, that's the that's what happens when Jim Phillips goes to Bristol. Ah, well, you guys will have a lot to talk about then, <laughs> as he sits him down with Mike Oresco and or Kliakoff and Gloria Neverez and all well, that and SET SEC commissioners and their little yeah, poor. Poor, poor Jim Phillips. You know, he's given these exclusives about the awesomeness of the of the ACC offices in Charlotte and uh, the, and, all the problems. And then the Sports Business Journal decides to release their influential college commissioners. And he's not on that list. A little bit of a glaring absence there when it's yeah. with four power five conferences left and three commissioners are honored, um, <laughs> especially given, you know, I'm. ACC as a league office has bent over backwards for Sports Business Journal over the years. Yeah, I mean they've given them every scoop, every exclusive. You know, the, they they leak like a colander to the Sports Business Journal, and here it is this the point where you're supposed to give back a little bit. And they're like, you know what? Even for us, this is a bridge too far. That's for sure about that. Uh, so- yeah, dark times in Greensboro slash Charlotte, but the move fixed everything. I'm told um, they now have flags. Uh, yeah, so that's do. Pretty important. Um, yeah, I just think the idea that you moved in next to the Panthers in your conference basically is turned into the Panthers of Power Five conferences is a little too on the nose. Before we before we move on from the ACC and just last lie, by the way, I can still drink. I'm while well, I wait for the SEC, but it's oh yeah, coffee. I was gonna say when you go to the office, coffee doesn't count. Like you could drink black but, coffee before you go and get some blood. This is, a, yes. this is oat nog. Oh, like, oh, like getting a glucose test. Yeah. You can do that sort of thing before we move on from the ACC. I am curious though. We still haven't heard from Jim Phillips. Uh, we have a statement. Why, why do you need more? Joe, Joe, why do you need more than a statement? We put out a statement. Isn't that good enough? Why do you need the ACC has been toting that Joe Gilio. Tell them how many times have we gone and said, can we talk to so-and-so about this? Didn't you see our statement? Mm. Like they live in this like 1984 wire service world where none of this shit matters. And the reality is if your face isn't out there and you're not talking to people, look at Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker has done a one-on-one in the last week with Mm -hmm. every single important national college sports thinker. He's going to end up going on like the sports law podcast. He's going to end up doing a thing with Matt Brown at extra points eventually. Yeah. He's going to talk to everyone in that space who matters. And I think Matt matters more than most of them. And I wish him the best with his corporate issues. Yeah. But I understand why you start with Yahoo and Sports Illustrated and sport and what's left of Sports Illustrated, um, the non-AI folks and whatever. But 
that's what you have to do in 2023. Like, that's what you guys are doing, right? Mm -hmm. We have a new show. We're trying to push it. We're on our own. So we're going to go out and be in public. We're going to relate to our sponsors. We're going to create value for our watchers slash listeners. That's the economy in 2023. You can't put out a statement that says, hey, we started a podcast. You should come listen. And then when people are like, hey, whatever have your podcast, get all indignant. Be like, didn't you see our issue? We put out. You know what? That's what I should have told the guy at the Angus barn. (laughs) Didn't you see the blurb in the newspaper? We put out a statement attributed to the commissioner so um, that he never saw. So it's it's just, you know, I just think the ACC is sort of trapped in this almost pre-Swafford world, the yeah. dream world, where like, oh, we put out a statement. That's the end of it. Why would you want to follow up? And that hasn't changed for 20 years. I mean, that Julio will tell you that's been true for a long, long time. I think the only time it was different, Joe, and correct me here, maybe during the first expansion when Swafford would come out and talk in the parking lot in Greensboro. Every day, if you were there at five o'clock, you would come out and kind of give a state of the league yeah. update. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was a little different. So I shouldn't paint with too broad a brush here. But that's the that's the that's the plan. Right. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Phillips may have been on ACCPM every day for three weeks. Nobody would know. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, anyway, it's just it's it's uh, it's it's just not I. My, my issue with so much of college sports these days is it's just not the way I would do things. And I don't think I'm always right. I just think I've seen this this movie too many times. I know how it ends. Speaking of seeing a movie too many times, let's pivot to the Carolina Hurricanes. Because I think oh, this is a much more really, interesting conversation. Speaking of not wanting to eat. So, I look, goaltending is the easy thing to point to. And Chilio and, and I have talked about this. And I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody is out here trying to tell you, but no goaltending is actually good. We all, we all recognize it for what it is and it's different without Freddie Anderson. And we don't know when Freddie Anderson's going to come back. And hopefully the most important part is he gets the blood clotting issue, right? That's all that matters. Yeah. But beyond the goaltending issue, I think it is masking other problems for the Carolina hurricanes. And yes, we can all recognize that defensively they have not been what that roster should be. But I keep coming back to the offense. I keep coming back to a system that can create a bunch but isn't cashing. And at some point, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And Joe Joe and I were talking about, like, the, the likes of Sebastian Ajo. Are you the guy? Are you this guy that is going to produce the, what the contract dictates? And I'm starting to wonder, maybe he is the guy, but they're so devoted to the system that it's handcuffing an offense that might be better than it actually is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. You may be right. I don't think so. And the reason why is by any metric, there are 25 teams in the league that would trade for the hurricanes balance of chances for and chances against the course of the season. The finishing is a perpetual issue. And that's why Andre Svechnikov gets all the big money because he's supposed to finish in a way that other players can't. And he's finishing like Victor Rask right now. So, you know, you've got to get past, you know, I'm not blaming everything on Andre Svechnikov. I mean, Michael yeah, Bunting yeah. was supposed to score more. I, you you had Yasperi Kokimi carry the offense through the first month of the season. You, should, you shouldn't lose a game when that's happening. But I do think that is a very, very multi-season macro problem that the additions of bunting into a lesser extent, Brennan Lemieux were designed to address. Let's get some guys in here who can finish some of the chances we create that hasn't changed. And I don't think at this point, unless you're going to change coaches, you can get away from that because the team is wired to play a certain way 
Mm-hmm. It has to play a certain way to have success. And the idea is over a period of time, if you take enough kicks at the can, you won't run into a Florida situation where you get outscored in four one-goal games. You'll win four one-goal games and win the Stanley Cup. So I don't necessarily have an issue with that. That's the way the team is built. We know it. It makes up for it in other ways, supposedly. Um, everything else that you mentioned, the defense, um, the turnovers in the neutral zone, the losing guys, to me, that is all the game poisoned by lack of confidence in the goalies. We saw it with Scott Darling. We saw it with Eddie Lack. We saw it to a certain extent at times with Peter Morazic, but times with Freddie Anderson. When the players on the ice lose faith and they don't believe in the guy in the net anymore, they start taking shortcuts, which is the worst thing you should do. But you're like, oh, crap, I've got to go do this because we can't give up that chance. That's where when you play the way the Hurricanes play, all the seams open up. Suddenly you're getting sliced apart. Um, things fall apart. And I think that's a big part of what's going on with the defense is those guys aren't doing their jobs because they think they have to do everything because they know that any shot, I mean, God bless Peter Kachekov. I think he still could be the goalie of the future, but he's doing this Scott Darling tribute act where he's either making himself small or falling over or waving at stuff with his glove. We've seen it before. We know what happens to the game on the ice. And as, as much as things have been exponentially better under Rod Brindamore, there's some tenets from the Bill Peters system that carry through there. Um, it's not a complete break from coach to coach. So when we say that we've seen this before, we have to a degree um, that mentality when your goalie is, is not good. And look, we you cannot paper over the goaltending situation. Even if the Hurricanes were playing perfectly from goal line to goal line, they mm-hmm. would still be losing games because of the goaltending situation. They are the of the four worst goalies in the NHL. So of, let's say 60, 70 guys who have played 10 to 15 games. Of the four worst goalies in the NHL, they are two of them. You cannot win hockey games that way. Because one, you're going to lose games because of the goaltending when you play well. Mm-hmm. Two, they're not going to win a game for you when you play crappy. And three, eventually it starts bleeding over to the rest of your game, and that's what we're seeing now. That's the snowball. That's the cliff you fall off of. It's hard to come back with that from that without getting a new guy in net or Freddie Anderson coming back, which I agree Freddie Anderson's deal is long-term because you cannot get that wrong, right? You dial it too far one way, he gets a clot on a plane. You dial it too far the other way, he bleeds out on the ice from a skate nick. It has to be right. Once you get into that, you're you're playing with forces you cannot understand. So I just, I feel like in the end, yes, you're right. There's guys who aren't producing. There's guys who aren't scoring. To me, that's just sort of who the Hurricanes are, and they usually overcome it. Um, except for that one playoff a series a year when they don't, and the odds are with them that eventually that won't happen. The goaltending stuff bleeding into their defense, allegedly the deepest defense in the league, and I think it's been better since Chatfield replaced D'Angelo. That's the cue for all the but the but but the power play folks. But I think it's been better uh, until this this latest slide. I think that's poisoned by the goaltending. So I do think the Hurricanes' specific problems tie back to goaltending. The, the failing to finish chances is just sort of a something it's a it's a absolute like the firmness of the earth with this team we are correct in criticizing jim phillips for all of the reasons that we criticize him for he his leadership model is one way tom dundon is on the other end of that spectrum Mm -hmm. so the one thing that always blew me away to this day about tom dundon was him telling me oh that's not how in a real dean smith type moment that's not how we calculate the stanley cup odds and i'm going (laughs) 
this guy's this guy's doing something else that I didn't even fucking thought of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, holy shit, dude. So if Joe Giulio's at PNC Arena watching the Islanders game, Luke, and I think oh. I saw you at that one, that's the one. You watch that game, you are dominant. You are playing. You're doing all the things. I mean, it, it was like the Book of Rod or the Book of Laviolette or whoever Laviolette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From. Like, that was how you draw up how the Hurricanes are supposed to play a hockey game, and they lose. Yeah. Because yeah. of the goalie. Mm-hmm. And, and you could point to, like, well, the, they didn't defend well enough on this player. He lost his man in this one. Kachekov did not make one save right. you need him to make. So right. if I'm sitting here looking at that going, uh-oh, and you're sitting there going, yeah. and that oh, was the oh. game for me where it ticked. Yeah. So what's Tom doing, Luke? Do you think? Because I keep joking. Well, they'll just go trade for Patrick Wall or, or Marty Brodeur. But there had that they have to be evaluating all of the different options that are available to them at this point, right? Yeah. Well, we know they are because they brought in Yarrow Halak on a tryout, which is not the kind of thing you do if you're feeling good about your goaltending. Um, and obviously, he was not at age 41, whatever he is not up to snuff in the practices they saw. So that was that. Uh, I think it's two things. One, they're trying to wait as long as possible. The longer they wait, the more cap space they're going to have at the deadline to address other problems. So yes, tactically in the sort of now, and I think it's reached this point, you're trying to just say, look, if we can just cobble together enough decent games, which I think even at the time of the Islanders game, they were to stay afloat until January 15th, February 1st, then we can go out and get a goalie from a team that's contending now and has fallen off the map a little bit. Like maybe that's the Islanders. Um, uh, the other part of it is, and then, and then, so you're preserving cap space Two, what's the market look like is someone like Mark Andre Fleury using up a big chunk of your cap space any better than these guys now? I mean, statistically it's a very marginal improvement. Now, could you put Mark Andre Fleury on a new team behind these guys and they plays better, maybe goalies are weird. We've seen that a lot. Um, but you look at the problems that the Wild had, the problem the Oilers had, it uh, doesn't matter how well you play when your goaltending is that bad. And that's gotten both those coaches fired. Obviously, this is a different situation because it's, a, it's Rod's a different guy. But this is the kind of thing that in other markets with other coaches leads to a coaching change because there's only so much you can do mm-hmm. other than that shock to the system to get a team going. I don't think that will happen here. I would never rule it out. It's hockey. You know, coaches are disposable yeah, parts, but and he's and too big a part of the identity of the franchise yeah. to do sort of a mid-season panic fire. Look, Rod, of all people, understands that he's not going to have this job forever and it's going to end in a way that he probably doesn't want. So that that's just the nature of the business. He's done this too long and knows better. And I want to make it clear. I'm not advocating that. Hey man, you know, if Rod doesn't get this thing turned around, no, no, uh, you got to like, no, my, my push. My push simply is the, the Canes frustration for me is I get your point about the odds. They feel when we talked to Dundon in the gas station, when they feel that the odds are in their favor, all right, it's very hunter uh, hunger games. Yeah. Got it. The playoff series with Florida. He said, play that thing a thousand times. We win nine hundred. But you don't get that. You don't get right. that. No, I know. That, that's I know. sport. You don't keep you don't keep getting those opportunities. But if that's your math brain, that's how but, you so know. The NHL committee said the Hurricanes were one of the two best teams mm-hmm. and put them in the final that's, against the Oilers. That's what it was. That's because what it was. they had to yeah. because those are the rules. And those they are the rules, man. Possibly do the do the do the anyway, I'm sorry. The, they're they're sixth in the metro or whatever, not because it's because the committee feels they're the sixth best team. Anyway, I think the Oilers' loss, though, of the most recent performances is the one that you say you can't play like that. 
No. My, the Win- Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver are all games where you're like, this is what the Canes do. My, and you're going to win some of them and you're going to lose some at of them. Some Here's the, the Winnipeg game is a great example. Laurent Brossard won that game for the Jets. Yeah. They were outplayed mm-hmm. and their goalie won that game for the Jets. Honestly, when's the last time you said the Hurricanes played poorly and their goalie bailed them out? Yeah. I went back to last January looking for a game that you would say that, uh, that maybe one in the playoffs. But it just doesn't happen because they just, A, they don't play that poorly that often. And B, their goaltending hasn't been good enough to bail them out. It's been good enough to win when they play well. And now it's not good enough to win when they play well. And in fact, costing them wins when they play well. There's a larger conversation to be had. I want to see more data. Uh, Just good coaches. And I think Rod is a good coach. Eventually, we'll look at the things happening to like, why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? Well, maybe you need to change the way you go about it. And I do wonder if there's a wrinkle. I mean, look, he hung out with Mike Krzyzewski. Did Mike Krzyzewski win five national championships because he kept doing the same damn thing over no. and over and over again? No. He saw how things were evolving. He saw how things were changing. This I have to get in, I have to get entire classes out of here because this isn't working anymore. So I am curious at what point Farad in his coaching arc looks at what's going on and feels, all right, I need to make some changes because there's also the dynamic of the window and their players and how long they're going to be here looking a little older too. That's another aspect of this. That is part of the cane season so far guys looking a little bit older. So these are just big macro questions that I think are fair conversations to have about the Carolina hurricanes while it's still relatively sure. early in the season. Luke, your thoughts on either Orloff yeah. coming in and not fitting in and, or, we every year I feel like we have a conversation out about, about a player who's in a contract year, and then invariably they come back and they're like, "Yeah, man, I just didn't play the same because of the contract." I wonder where that is with Pesci and what we've seen from Pesci this year because the defense just and I think you're right when you ultimately say you're trying to do too much because of the the lack of ability in net. But I do wonder Orloff being that new piece and Pesci in the contract situation that he's in. Do you see anything different uh, with those two guys? I, you know, the, the thing I see with Orlov is the thing you see with every defenseman who comes into the system, which is it takes you four months to figure it out. It took Brent Burns four months to figure it out. It took Dougie Hamilton four months to figure it out. doesn't matter how good you are. The way the Hurricanes play, the way they handle the defensive zone is different than the way a lot of teams play. And it works for them. It wouldn't necessarily work other places. So when you are a defenseman who's played all or most of your career one way, you come into the system you're asked to make different reads and take different guys and do different things around the net. That's not uncommon. And look, you're going to have a hard time finding two guys with more hockey sense than Dougie Hamilton and Brent Burns. And they both struggled with it. Um, Now they're both fine by February. So to me, that's kind of the window for Orlov. You know, the Pesci thing, you know, this is a guy who's had a lot of injuries. There's a lot of hard miles there at a certain point that does catch up with you. And I think that's been a part even before this season of the hurricanes reticence to sort of say, sit down and say like they have with other players, like they did with David Teravino three summers ago, whenever it was. All right, let's just sit down and do what it takes to get this done. We've seen them do it. Like there is a point in their management process where they say, okay, we're willing to give a little bit because we want to get the deal done as much as they try to, you know, crunch every number, et cetera, et cetera. They haven't done that with Pesci. They haven't done that with Brady Shea, which surprises me a little bit. That may be sort of a insurance plan. If, things go wrong with Pesci or something. Um, and obviously, Tavo Teravine, and you're kind of like, well, go go ahead, kid. Do what you can do, and we'll figure this one out at the end of the year um, based on the way he played last year. So, I, you know, 
Tavo plays better in contract years. You know, Marty Natchez clearly does not. Um, that probably, I, mean, I I think if you're going to do one thing here, aside from the goaltending, what this group may need, to your point, Joe, and more than anything else, it's not necessarily changing the system, but have things gotten stale? Did running it back put too many guys in positions they're too comfortable in? And is this the time to trade a popular player if you get something back to send a message to everyone else? There? That's what Jimmy Rutherford would do right now. Yeah, He would pick a guy at random, trade him to the stars, and just <laughs> deal with it. Um, you know, so is this is now the time to make a Marty Natchez trade? I would argue that the way he's played defensively in some of these games, he's not helping you. Um, he may still have some value because his numbers are okay and his overtime stats look great. Um, but you know, is now the time to make a deal like that? Do you trade Tara? I, I wouldn't trade Tara Vinan now because his value is low and he's he's still contributing. Um, but this is the time to think about something like that. And I just think the market for Pesci and Shea has not been what the hurricanes thought it would be, or one of them would be gone by now. Luke Takak, columnist, News and Observer. All right, man. We appreciate it. All Tommy right, DeVito, baby. Tommy yes, DeVito. Uh, oh, my, drinking my oat nog to Tommy DeVito and his hey. agent, the driving crew. Hey, okay, look, he's that man. Put some respect on that, that man's name. He's going into the Chicago Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Hey, and Joe, he's from Massachusetts, so you can't even claim him as like a Bergen County guy. That's true. <laughs> he's oh, from true. Salado. Of all yeah, Salado, he's Salado is like, he's, a phony Jerseyan. <laughs> There's, right, there's a topic for a future show. Who's the most phony New Jerseyan? <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> you know what's not phony? You know what's super, super comfortable? I was going to say, which way are you going here? Homefield. Got me. Homefieldapparel.com. <laughs> this is these are no phony baloney shirts, man. These are super comfortable t-shirts, super comfortable hoodies, great things like bomber jackets as well. And if you're looking for a Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift for the sports fan in your life, head on over to Homefield Apparel. Great college retro inspired gear that you can get right now. Use the promo code OG23 to save, save 15% off your order. Use the app too. Because when the you app. use the app, you start saving even more money. It's an easy app. Number one, number mm-hmm. two. Yeah, once you sign up with the app, you tell once a once a week I get at least one offer. Speaking of saving money, State Farm wants to save you money on your insurance. Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, the OG insurance.com, and give them a call at 919-779-8277. Who doesn't like saving money? Do what Troy did. Give him a call. 919-779-8277. Say. I was listening to the OG. They were talking about State Farm, talking about Matt Davis. I want to save on my home, my auto insurance. Maybe maybe Bon Jovi's getting a little bit older. You throw some pet insurance mm-hmm. in there too. You can do it. Matt, Troy saved more than 40%. That's awesome. On his insurance. And then his mom did too. Troy and his mom. Awesome. Okay. Saving so money. So be smart and give Matt Davis a call. When you save all that money, you know what you can do with the money you save? Go buy meat. Head oh, over to head on, have the meat. Head on over to Butcher's Market, new location, Lake Boone in Raleigh. Uh, I still need to get over there. It's gonna be tough to leave my home base because it's closer, but I do want to check out the new space. Yep, you need to. Okay, good I'll spot. Do, I will do that this weekend when I'm doing some. Uh, when I'm doing no some sandwiches groceries. yet. Uh, they'll get there. So you get your meats there. You get, get your there. sides. Get your morning recovery in there. All the good stuff. The Butcher's Market. Go check them out over at Lake Boone Trail. Did you buy your Kirkland golf clubs yet? Kirkland? 
Yeah. No. As much as you love Kirkland, you were rocking the Kirkland I hoodie the other day. Love Kirkland. They sell a lot of um, Callaway stuff. They at, do. Uh, Costco. So uh, this is from golf.com. The headline is Costco's $499 Kirkland signature iron sold out in just hours. This was, back on, this was back on December 10th. Look at that. Look, look at the Kirkland signature logo on those irons, man. Uh, they're tungsten, so you know it's real. So this is a thing that golfers have been, golfers in the know ride for the Kirkland brand yeah, golf stuff. The like Kirkland, Kirkland ball, golf balls. And the gloves are fine. Yeah. I discovered a, uh, a brilliant podcast called Does It Kirkland? And their whole thing is they go and find the equivalent IPA. Mm-hmm. Like there's a Kirkland signature IPA. There's Kirkland wines. There's all this other yeah. stuff. So they try to put it up versus like what you would expect a top of the line or mid-tier level liquor, wine, beer, whatever. And on occasion, they'll hit on something going, yeah, man, that Kirkland's. Let's go. I I would be curious if we can get a if we can get our hands on these irons, would you do a review? I would probably be the wrong person. Who would be the right person for since this? Since I'm always in my head when it comes to certain equipment. Uh, Brad. Brad Frisch. Okay. Yeah. I want to know. Brad's a pro. Yes. So, so you would, you know, he would hit him and he's going to hit it pure. So when he hits it, you know, he's hitting it right. Like when I hit it, I've advanced to the part in my golf career where I play old man golf. Yes. And when you play old man golf, you Welcome. are you are required to use pings. So I have a ping set. That's what I use. <laughs> Apparently, these things are going on eBay for double. I believe it for the set because yeah. people really want. I guess it's a it's a conversation starter too. Right. I thought my king snake three wood <laughs> is a conversation no, starter. No, you have a nine wood, sir. That, that's, that's that's the actual conversation starter. I play golf with people, and they're like, "Does Obvious really have a nine wood?" I'm like, "Yep." And he, and he really uses it. It's an Adams tight line. They, they were like, where did he get it from? I, thought, I go, I think during the radio boom of the 10s, he got it for free. Uh, no, I did not. You didn't? I did not. Uh, it was it was during the radio boom when a lot of stuff was coming my way free. But I that, I picked that up at Dick's Sporting Goods. You paid for that? I paid for that. It was like 150 bucks, $175. I cannot. I cannot justify you buying. I made it made so much more sense when you had a nine wood no. gifted to you from a no. mer- from a manufacturer. No, I now my, the golf club set that I have, which is a Wilson Ultra golf club set, mm-hmm. that was gifted to me by a listener back when I first started in radio. So one of my first jobs in radio was doing a show called The Nineteenth Hole with Rob Judson and Dave Wooten. I don't know where those guys are today. No I have no clue. memory of this. Gold actually used to hold, host that show, by the way. I could believe that. So yeah. when I came on as a part-timer my senior year at NC State in the fall of 2000, my first gig was to work weekends, and that show was on at like 7 o'clock in the morning. There was a PGA Tour radio thing that I would have to run spots for, and then this show. And I would, call, I would screen calls. And there was a guy who was a longtime listener to this show, and he hated the fact that I was not into golf. <laughs> Just hated it. So I... I can't believe you bought the 9-wood. Yeah, I bought the 9-wood. With your own money. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe somebody sold it to you. They had them available. It was, a, it was the hot new thing from Adams Golf. Joe. Joe. A 9-wood was never the hot new thing. And I know they make a 13, which I will find one day out there. 
it'll it'll the destiny and a 13 wood and I will will come together. No, but he was so mad at me being uh, annoying about Agnostic. my lack yeah. of interest in golf that he dropped off at Falls of the Noose and Millbrook, the old 850 The Buzz Studios, there where the Coastal Credit Union is. He dropped off in box, brand new Wilson, a starter set. Google wants me to buy a 13 degree wood. They don't. They don't even recognize they, what a 13 they wood do, is. They do. They do. It does exist. I will find it. You think? Speaking of booms, do you think Live Golf will uh, will provide a 13 wood for me at this point? Since you're just handing out money. Yeah. Why not? Quick question. I didn't want to spend too much. I didn't want to spend too much time on this because I do think there's the whole Live Golf PGA Tour fatigue and everything else. But I am curious with John Rom bouncing for Live Golf last week. What's the point? Where's this headed? Live is buying the PGA Tour. But nobody gives a crap about Live, is my point. Where where is this going? They will. I don't think there will they, only be one tour. I don't think they will. Are they going to keep it as the team golf 54 hole no cut event? No, I think what they'll do is they'll they'll play, they'll have a tour. Yeah. Right. And then once a month they'll play a live event where they do the things that have worked for Live, which is like Australia. <sighs> London, some of those other spots. That's I just, they're, they're the ones buying PGA. It's not to get the way around. So whatever Liv wants to do, Liv is going to do. Yeah. It's their money. That's the part of this that I don't understand from people. The tour sold themselves out. So why would John Rahm stay loyal to anything other than what's best for him? He tried and he was public about it before that he wanted to stay on the tour. Well, when the tour sold out, what was he supposed to do? Sorry, I got down the rabbit hole of trying to find a fairway wood. So did I. And there's a 15 wood, apparently. Yeah, there is a 15 wood, too. I thought I found one on eBay, but I was wrong. There's, I was, okay, even if you find one of these, you're not finding a lefty. No, I, I think I just found one, actually. Man, there's there's way too many things on the internet, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is still blown. I thought that was a freebie. No, I, I had no not. idea that was you not. went to an actual store and, and bought the nine wood. I'm now madder at the person who sold you the nine wood than really anything else. Why are you mad about that? Well, you don't play golf. So I what, golf what, like I golf. What on earth would you need a nine wood for? Because your, that's your hundred yard club. So like, this is a this is an Adams tight lies. <laughs> oh, this is a sixteen degree. degree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm look, man. I'm gonna find it. You're dude. talking about like a. 35 40 degree club like what's oh is that is, yeah I, I think i think the nine woods a 26 degree it's more than that is it more than that yes. i'll have to go back and find it i'm on my never-ending quest anyway sorry i got distracted back to the back to the live golf thing real quick i think this is a miscalculation by the golfers and and the saudi golf too and okay the, and the saudi investment club are people like you still gonna go gamble on golf mm-hmm. sure are people still gonna care about the masters of course they are. Yeah. And the U.S. Open and that kind of stuff. Of course they are. But I do think that the way they've gone about this and how everybody's basically um, gone back on comments they've made about, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. That's not the case. I mean, John Rahm's the biggest one. Sure. Um, and then they've, you know, everybody has a price. I can go full million dollar man. I think they are overestimating people's love of golf. <laughs> In this particular case, especially from the casual fan perspective, once you've lost the casuals, man, it's a wrap for you. 
Now, golf might not care about that because golf is catering to a very specific demographic that has lots of money. It's not lost on me that when I watch a golf event, I'm seeing net jets and Rolex ads and various investment portfolios. Not the, 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 the Venn diagram the, yeah, yeah, yeah. of their advertisers and ours. It looks like this. Yeah, OG Media <laughs> LLC advertising pool <laughs> and like the, the golf job. advertising pool. Are, yes, it's two perfectly <laughs> round circles that you paid a lot of money for. So that... <laughs> but I do wonder, is golf basically sustaining itself on young golf bros who listen to Barstool podcast and gamble and an older yeah, set? You're, you're just thinking of this in a, in a Western mindset. The, 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 the but money, Amer- but, but the American Saudi money doesn't care. The Saudi no, money I, no, doesn't no, 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 care. No, 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 no. I get that. Part. They're the ones who bought the PGA at some point. Or they're in the process of I, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Saudi money is funny money. It doesn't, yeah. it, there's, it doesn't, exist. They, they don't care. They don't care. Right. They can literally the, light it on fire the like part, the Joker. The part that they care about was Greg Norman putting the PGA tour out of business. That's what this is all about. But to what end is my, is my question. Who knows? What Who knows you, what they want? Because ultimately. What do they care about? They don't sell ads. They don't do anything. Ultimately, American audiences, which is ultimately what sustains you in golf here. What have we already seen though from American audiences to your point? They care about the masters. They care about the majors, okay. and that's it. So the rest of the stuff doesn't matter anymore. So golf is going to be a four four weekend a year of a thing. Then it's going to be it's, you know what's going to turn it's going to turn into horse racing. Golf's going to yeah. turn into horse racing where yeah. you check out the Kentucky Derby like you would check out the Masters, and then you kind of keep tabs. Oh, did the horse win again? Cool. cool. Now I'll watch the yeah. Triple Crown. And then I think there's the players will obviously still matter. The Players Championship down in Florida. I think there will be some live events again. Yeah. The one in Australia because of Cameron Smith, because of those guys. Mm-hmm. There'll be some of those events that'll happen that will peak, not because it's a player format or whatever else. Yeah. But DeChambeau, you know, shooting a 58. I was like, reading comments. That was a thing. I, was I mean, reading, even Rom was like, we got to get rid of this 54 hole format. Right. And, the and, and maybe they and the will. Team goal. They got to get rid will. of that crap. Maybe they will. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what their, I don't know what their ultimate plan is because I don't have their mindset. All I know is Greg Norman wanted to get rid of the BGA tour and he's successfully done that. Now Rom is going to get all this money. Now he's not getting 680 million of that in 10 years, right? He's not getting 2 million a year over the course of the contract. And no, there's no luxury tax implications you, like Shohei Otani. You thought Bobby Bonilla was smart. <laughs> I thought Tom Dundon was thought on a different plane Dude. than I do. Shohei Otani is on a, different level man i I very much as as we're wrapping things up here my general attitude about shohei otani was hey man go get paid cool but two things have occurred in the last couple of days that made me realize that shohei otani broke two groups of people he broke baseball media yeah and we talked about this a little bit last week making fun of baseball for not having a free agent frenzy like you should go on the i need a shohei otani at a boys and girls club somewhere telling me I'm taking my talents to LA, like the real LA, not this Anaheim crap. We didn't get that. Baseball writers are eating themselves right now in the reaction to how it was covered. So he broke them. And now I think he's going to break the economics of baseball, given the way that this contract is playing out. He's essentially gambling on the fact that money's still going to be good in 10 years. That he's base- he's that- not gambling on anything. What if Major League Baseball Knowing what we know about TV mm-hmm. and how everything is structured, I guess there's bank funny money like the Bonilla thing where it pays for itself over time. Well, that was or the, that was the Mets and a, and a, literally involved in a Ponzi scheme. Well, there was that too. So, so my, I'm, I'm wondering what the Dodgers owners are. No, if the, the Dodgers would have to fold, Major League Baseball would have to cease to exist. Okay. 
It's a the contract is guaranteed. It is guaranteed. He'll get so his money. He'll get it's his not money. funny money. It's his. He's just deferring. Well, no, I love the people what? who are like, You're right. What can, what are, what can you do with two million dollars a year? Buddy. Plenty. Give plus, me two million dollars. Let me see what I can do with it. Plus, him. you and I know people who like you think two million is what he's living on. The guy has endorsement deals oh. coming out of his ass. Yeah. Okay. This, he's fine. This is not Mike Trout. No. You know. No, absolutely not. A well, you know what though? You're right. Baseball is not going anywhere because eventually the Dodgers will be purchased by the Saudi investment fund. Yeah. So coming. So he'll be fine. Yeah. He will be fine. Absolutely fine. We're moving on. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Before we do that, uh, I thought that was a modified Hey Joe. I didn't no, know that it wasn't. It wasn't. Big thanks to Wings Over, by the way. Wings Over, check them out in downtown Raleigh, in Chapel Hill, and in Greenville. We, we brought up do Wings. Do we need to have a talk about what you consider downtown Raleigh? That is downtown Raleigh. No. Hillsborough no. Street. NC State is not downtown Raleigh. Okay. Hillsborough Street. Over at NC State. Technical. Across from University Towers. Well, I don't want people coming down to well, Fayetteville Street being like, where's Wings Over? Downtown. Raleigh's big. It is, but it's, downtown Raleigh is not big. As neighborhoods. I'll give you Glenwood. Fine. That's part of downtown Fine. Raleigh. Hillsborough right. Street is not part of downtown. I'm sorry. I'm Don't mislead our you people. Know you know what? Don't, Don't mislead yourself then. Because you were like, oh, I could take a scooter. <laughs> I wings over. I can. So that, that, then that technically okay. counts as downtown. I'm if getting, you can scooter from I'm here to wings over, that counts as downtown. That counts as downtown. You can't scooter from here to North Hills. Wings over Raleigh. Wings over Greenville, Wings over Chapel Hill, order online, wingsover.com. Jeez. Get your, the best wings in town, guarantee it. And also big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Uh, check them out. Bugsbite.com is the website. And there's a lot of... Um, I say, let me get my proper talking points. I was going to say, I'm getting my talking points to too. Us. Yes. Now that we actually have talking points, I, I want to bring this up. our freestyling. Our know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> may or may not be appreciated by all fronts. Marguerite's like, would you stick to the talking <laughs> points already? Bundling. Bundling's Ooh, back, baby. That's the word we were looking Bundling for. Bundling is back. Year-round total home and yard defense from the bugs that impact your life. We're talking 24 Seven three sixty five pest protection covers bugs across all seasons. One solution for both indoor and outdoor protection, and no contracts or commitments. So contact Pest, pest Authority today. The bundles start at just thirty nine dollars a month. Again, go to bugsbite.com. And of course, thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. Would you count that as downtown Raleigh? Uh, you can scooter there. I can. Is that downtown? It's about equidistant from here. As we no. over. No, I will do the math after the yeah, show. Let's do it. We'll do, you know what? I'm doing after right now. the show. We'll do it live. We'll do it. You know what? We're going to do Just it right now. Your hey, Joe questions. <laughs> let's get this thing on the road. Why? I was ready it, last segment. I you thought tell that me, was it. I you, was like, <laughs> you tell me all the. You tell me uh, all the time. You tell me all the time. It's a podcast, Joe. What's it matter? We have all the time in the world. It's fair. Uh, from Ja Rule, it's wild to me that the player is lined to talk about uh, Kadarius Tony, and Mahomes feels like he could be mad at the ref. No energy at all was directed at Tony. It's not the ref's responsibility to t- tell the players where to be. I think this is an admission from Patrick Mahomes that what are you going to say? Kadarius yeah. Tony is who he is. Yeah. So you can't yell at him. So who are you going to yell at? Take the focus off him. Coaches do this all the time. You know, like a player makes a move that you're like, what the hell happened? And then they take it upon them. Roy was the king of this. Did I just put another burner on there? No, it's in the hands, not a burner. Joe will totally check out that Asteria joint. You can't resist it. I did tell her. I did tell her that I would. I would. I would want to check it out. All right. Oakwood Pizza Box is 0.8 miles from here. 
Okay. From our Eford studio locations. Let's go to Wings over Ra- Okay. It's a mile further. 2.1 miles from here to Wings over on Hillsborough Street. So it's a mile difference. Would you consider the Oakwood section downtown? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not traditional part of downtown. Like I'm saying, Glenwood, Oakwood. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, Mordecai. For, is, yeah. From uh, from GFC Pasture, is it wrong to say that these players could pay for play by going professional, but if they chose to go to college, they are forfeiting their right for compensation because they are students? Uh, yes and no, because you're basically acting as, I mean, if I'm going to interpret it this way, if you're... Okay, well, once the colleges give up their billion-dollar contracts... That's the thing. Then we can talk about how it's whatever, but, but no. The, but on. let's take it to a basic level. Let's take it to a basic level. Uh, so you're saying that all students should give up their right to compensation for work? You know, because you can be you can be a scholarship student. We'll use UNC as an example. You can be a scholarship student in the uh, school of journalism and actually work for the News and Observer. Yeah, get paid while you're still in school. When I was at NC State, I was able to make money as the general manager at WKNC. I only made like I made 450 bucks a month, but whatever. It's good beer money. It's like a lot. It actually kind of was when I think about it. It was 450 bucks a month. Pretty sure I got like $50 from... Yeah, but I was running the radio station. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So, 450 bucks a month to be the GM of the radio station. I think you were skimming. I was not skimming. Program directors were getting 350 a month. So, I think the promotions person was getting like 275 if I remember oh. correctly. Adjusted for inflation. Actually, I didn't, I didn't get paid by KNC. I only got fifty. Maybe I got a hundred dollars. I think when uh, I think when it was, uh, I want to say it was twenty five or thirty dollars a baseball game. If you sat and ran the board for a baseball game, well, I can see that they probably sold ads. They sold ads. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Donor announcements. You couldn't well, actually sell right. ads because right. remember, remember, that's right. It's a public radio station. But anyway, um, but when I was working at WKNC, where, where was all that money coming from? Well, I, I needed fees. to do an ex- expose on student fees. KNC in this. It was uh, payola. It, it was between. No, that's not how payola works. It was, <laughs> you never signed, <laughs> you never signed that, did you? Anyway, um, yeah, I was making money from KNC and I was making money from May 50 the Buzz while I was a student at NC State. Am I not right to comp- to be compensated for doing work? I mean, football's the job, guys. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. If they don't want to put money into it, then fine. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Have we decided we'll see you Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow we're going to work on some best of stuff. Got it. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Mm-hmm.